you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? And thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. For day number two, the fat and the furious returns. Too fat, too furious with Uncle Tommy and Uncle Bully Breaking down AEW Dynamite. Samoa Joe, what the hell did you do in bed with the devil? Joe taking the steel chair to MJF. The devil's henchmen, now the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Me and Dreamer going to talk about it and break it down. Also, Moxley and Kingston in the finals of the Continental Classic. Face-to-face, talking off the top of their head and speaking from the heart. How good of a promo segment was it? Me and Tommy will let you know. Tune it up. Turn it on. Sit back and enjoy the ride. The Busted Open Podcast is up next. A lot was going on. We have new Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, the uh, the masked men, the hooded devils, whatever you want to call them, the devil's henchmen. Overall, Tommy, what did you think of Dynamite? Uh, I enjoyed the show. I, As always with this tournament, I really enjoyed the matches. Uh, we had two really, really good matches last night. Uh Overall and show flow, there was at times a lot to consume, but I liked it. I enjoyed the show, and I think uh, the fans uh, enjoyed it. I know uh, a lot of people, the nation, they were at the show, and we encouraged them to call in, tell us what you thought of the overall experience. It furthered the devil story. Uh, Hopefully, I think it's time we have this reveal whether it's going to be Saturday at the pay-per-view or uh, Wednesday. Wait, now let me just stop you right there. You said you think it's time to get the reveal. Do you think it's time to get the reveal because the story has now play it, has played itself out, or because it's just getting a little long in the tooth? Uh, it's getting a little long in the tooth for it's the same, like somebody being laid out. You're hearing the the groans of the audience they're into it they're highly invested into it it's not uh bad 
heat, but you can only stretch this out a little further before something has to be gone for the next level. And you saw with Samoa Joe, obviously Samoa Joe is in works with um, this. I think this also eliminates one person and that's MJF um, because MJF wouldn't do that to himself. You know, this, all the beat downs that happened in the back. Now, so, let me uh, stop you right there. <clears throat> MJF wouldn't do what to himself? Uh, I feel get beat down with a chair, risk his, you know, title coming in for this Saturday, going in injured. He's already got an injured shoulder, obviously. Um, and most of the attacks, we've all seen this physicality without people touching them. Now we saw Joe beat the crap out of him. Okay. While he was you know, his back was turned. I'll just bring up a little example. You tell me how you feel about it. You were standing right next to me when I got my ass kicked by my own guys at my own wedding that you were the best man of. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't overly enthralled with that angle. Just when we did it, I would have done it a little differently, but what would you I have done? Um, I understand it, and yours was more of a biker thing, so it was like initiation thing. But um, mm, there was no initiation. I was the president. Yeah, I was I the top you, guy, and I like, took the beating for the for the sake of drawing everybody in. Yeah, well, no, I get it, but uh, I wasn't a big fan of it. You got to have a reason, though. I, I guess just, you have no reason. Well, you've only been up for seven minutes, so no, I just um, I didn't like it then. I, I you know, I know people did. I don't like that mentality of I'm going to get beat up to further something. I mean, I, I, I think a heel would do that to draw people in. Um, could Max have done it last night? A absolutely. Because I've heard this on social media that people are like, well, it can't be Max because he got, you know, beat up. Well, so did Bully Ray back in the day to suck everybody in. So that's the only reason I, I bring that up. Um, and you weren't the champion yet, correct? No, I was not. Not that I was not the champion yet. You're Your saying that he's putting the... himself in physical harm of defending his championship if he gets himself beat up. Correct. Okay, that's that's fair enough. Um, Joe um, <clears throat> whacked MJF. <clears throat> sorry, people. Whacks MJF in the back. MJF goes down. The rest of the henchmen come in. They start to beat down MJF. You're too uh, new devil's henchmen are the ring of honor champions do you think this does anything for the ring of honor tag team championships no i mean it's just something that uh it took away from mjf i mean this is the focal point if uh you know it's it's gonna add to it once the reveal of who they are like hey we got you we suckered you because he's already lost you know he's lost the tag titles and you know maybe this will parlay into him losing the world title uh, in his hometown, which is a big deal, um, you know, this Saturday. Samoa Joe, if he were to defeat MJF, do you think Samoa Joe is a good representation of a world heavyweight champion for AEW? Absolutely. Tell yeah. me why. Well, just Joe's a hell of a wrestler. Um, this storyline has people invested. People... People like Joe. People can also go if Joe plays the right way. Joe could make them hate him. If 
do you think there there's still a possibility that Joe is the devil or did we kind of get over that hump last night with the video screen when it said pleasure doing business with you? Does that eliminate Joe from contention of being the devil? Um, Joe's a little husky. Doesn't look the devil doesn't look husky. So uh, I think it looks like uh, Joe made a deal with the devil, which makes him a bigger heel. Okay. Last night, here's one tiny thing I found odd, and this could just be one of those things that just slipped under the radar or fell between the cracks. So MJF comes out to a regular entrance, but he doesn't seem concerned. I mean, like, are we to assume that both of these guys don't see each other one minute before the match? That's a thing. I mean, old school, different locker rooms. Uh, I mean, I have met a, my opponent in the ring before. Uh, but not your partner. Correct. Um, and there's been a few, very few instances where my partner was not there. Uh, you also have never tagged with the Sandman, um, where he would come in from another part of the building and... I didn't know where he was coming from. I mean, I can understand coming in from another part of the building, but Joe doesn't come in from another part of the building. I know these are just this is just a little thing, but I'm going to build it up to a to a bigger to a bigger point. So Max comes out and he's totally fine, but then he's not fine once Joe's music hits and Joe's not there. So I, I thought that they could have maybe done that a little different. Also, Max had his Ring of Honor tag team championship but the other tag team championship was at ringside already why wasn't it with joe when we saw joe laid out in the back uh i didn't notice that i think you know that's for me suspension of disbelief okay um i do get the i get where you're coming from but i just those are the i don't even want to say those are little things or dotting eyes crossing t's that's well uh, i prefaced it with it's a little thing so i'm i'm admitting it you know it, admitting to it also yeah i look at that as suspension of disbelief i mean honestly how many times did i get my ass handed to me uh to wait to hear the sandman's music and he, i if my friend really cared about me he wouldn't be pouring beer down the fan's throat he would hit the ring and come and save me but that's the suspension of disbelief because everyone's into it. Everyone's into all that stuff. I would have loved to have seen them do something real different last night, almost Goldberg-esque. And when I say Goldberg-esque, I mean shooting in the back uh, straight out of the dressing room to the to the ring. I would have loved for MJF MJF's music to start playing and no MJF and no MJF. And then the cameras go to the back where MJF is looking for Joe. Like, where the hell is Joe? Where the hell is Joe? Where the hell is Joe? And they can't find Joe. And then finally somebody comes up to MJF and they're like, hey, Max, your music is playing. You have to go to the ring right now. Even if it was Tony Khan running Gorilla saying, Max, you have to go to the ring. And, 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 and now Max goes to the ring not knowing where Joe is with a lot of concern on his face. Now you can have the announcers going, well, it's obvious that Samoa Joe is not here. Oh, my God, is Joe the devil? Is Joe the devil? <clears throat> then we get the whole reveal of Joe. Something backstage showing concern. 
Yeah. Uh, listen, there's, there's a lot of ways to do that. Uh, I like that. Um, I had no problem what happened because I'm also a wrestling fan and I've seen a lot of whodunits as well as things played out that way. Um, that's also why I said, I feel it's time to, for the reveal, because there's only a couple more ways you're going to be able to stretch this thing without people starting to be like, Hmm, this, this, and this. So, uh, I, you made up a great point last week, uh, yesterday about the reveal should happen on TV, um, as opposed to the pay-per-view. If, if I had the pencil, as you like to say, I'm having that person take the ultimate prize away from, uh, MJF in his hometown, make him do the J O B and then do the reveal, uh, on Wednesday and dynamite. So what you're saying is, if the devil does the dirty work himself at the pay-per-view, the devil comes in. Um, this is off the top of my head. Hits MJF with a uh, cinder block over the head. Uh, Joe gets the one, two, three. Joe's your new AEW champion. And just as about the uh, right about the time that the devil is about to unmask, he does not do it or she does not do it. And then they save it for TV. Yep. Would you promote, let's say that that happened, would you promote all over social media and all over TBS, the the devil gets unmasked on Dynamite? I would say the devil is coming to Dynamite and the devil will reveal himself. Perfect. Love it. Yes, I think they absolutely have to do that. You have to build up this reveal. But in building up the reveal, you got to know that there's going to be some backlash no matter what. Hopefully there's no backlash. I hope that they take that hood off and it's somebody really creative, really good. That's going to give them, you know, some type of a, a future storyline wise. And, and I hope it's, uh, you know, there's two levels to the reveal. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, the NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. I really, really liked the match. And there's one word that comes to mind. Let's see if our fat brains are in alignment this morning. There's a word that comes to mind that basically described the match for me. So I'm going to throw it to you. Was there a word that came to mind? Think about the body of the match. Um, well, I was going to say the psychology. Okay. I loved the Japanese psychology of the match and that was a great example of the spirit of the fight. Um, I enjoyed it. Don't know what word you're looking for. I don't want to jump on yours. The word that I was going to, and I think you're going to agree, was struggle. Yeah, great call. The struggle in that match from both guys to find it within themselves to have that spirit of the fight, especially Eddie. Um. As I always love to go back to Rocky, there's the scene in Rocky, which is one of my favorite scenes in life. And there's times where I'm 
I don't have a lot of energy left in the ring and I'll look at the fans and I'll feel it and I'll feel because they'll will me to get up. And I think of when Rocky is hunched over and he's telling Apollo and he's like, come on, come on. He's got nothing left, but he can't keep himself down. And there's so many times like, you know, even in kickouts where I'll just be like, I could just like lose right here because I'm tired. And I'm like, I can't let them down. And by them, I mean the fans. And there's that other scene with Apollo where he just like goes and he's bloods pouring from his mouth and he just shakes his head. He's like, I got nothing left either, but I have to win this match. Like, why won't this guy go down? It's one of my favorite scenes in cinema. And then I've lived it several times that that struggle, it was a will to win because, Hey, we want to get to the finals. And when I talk about psychology, you know, there's, I've seen a lot of matches where it's hey, just chop me and chop me, chop me back. And I'm so, ugh, it's so not good. But when you're getting chopped and you sh like you crumble, um, you go back and watch the beauty of Ric Flair, Ricky steamboat, where it's, I got hit so hard. If you've ever, and I say this, every professional wrestler should stub their toe and see what they do. They well, their legs, they drop to the floor. They're like, son of a bitch. They punch the bed. You do all these things as your instincts. Um, when all the fans are also calling in and talking about, I, it's so hard to follow. It was hard to follow, not also because of the physicalness of, but the psychology of it. For what Bully said. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Extra, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It was a struggle because it wa- you wanted to see a clear-cut winner. And even though I was shocked that Eddie won, I really... Uh, you know, when I hosted with Denise, she was like, man, like, who do you want to see in the finals? And I was like, I don't know. Um, and I was talking about who needed it more because I went from that analyst. And she was like, I would love to see Danielson and Moxley go at it because they're both part of the same club. And I was like, whoa, that's going to be a physical match. But now you have the personalness with Eddie and Moxley. But that match, dude, and even like, you know, you're never <clears> – <throat> I don't remember. I don't think there's ever been a bad Brian Danielson match ever. He, for the longest time, had the, I like to always call it the Will Smith touch of gold. Anything he touches, he got over. He's such an amazing wrestler. Another reason why I will always support AEW because he wasn't having those matches ever again in WWE. Not going to wrestle. Done. And then the fact that we have him and that he's another person. We're not going to have him forever. For him. So the they're chopping and then he kicks Eddie's knee and you like the people just get so used to the chop chop. And then when he took out and he front kicked Eddie's knee to follow him in the, and I was like, wow, he just became a dick, which is those littlest of things that, you know, back in the day when Ric Flair was the dirtiest player in the game, when he's exchanging and he's known for the chop and this is before they're actually wooing it when the chop had heat and then he starts getting his ass handed to him, he would do what hokey in the eye. And then it became comedy because we saw it so much, but a real poke in the eye, trust me, stop a man or woman short real quick, but that struggle, that intensity to win. And then, you know, again, from Vince McMahon, where's your money? Your money is in your face. And one, two in the kickouts, you're looking at Eddie like, come on, what do I have to do to win? Or you look at Danielson like, are you kidding me? And also the guy's doing it with an eye patch on. You know, I I know he did break his orbital bone, but he's also doing it with one eye. So think of how good he is. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. it. It had everything what a lot of matches lack. It had that psychology aspect to the great fight and the great main event, which I have seen people go out there and have great opening matches, banger matches, and then be like, that match was awesome, but it couldn't be the main event because of different little nuances. They went out there and had a main event 
struggle for an ultimate goal. And a lot of people forget that, hey, this is a competition and they don't go for covers and they don't try to win, you know, um, or first move of the match and they go for a cover one, two, two and a half and they kick out. All right. That doesn't work. How, how are you so tired that someone's going to jump on you and you're barely going to kick out when the match just started? So there was a lot of greatness in that match, um, how it was shot, the physicality. But uh, I love what Bully said, and, and he'll elaborate it. The, the will to win and what you have to go through in a struggle of a fight. I found it very interesting that you brought up Rocky once again. Rocky one, Rocky two, especially Rocky one. All wrestlers should watch Rocky one and study it and how to get over within the midst of losing. What was the key word that this whole match, the story of Danielson and Eddie was built on? When? No, it was bum. Oh, oh yeah. You're a bum. Exactly. When Mick, I'm getting goose bumps just thinking about it. When Mickey tells Rocky he's a bum, and Rocky had to come face to face with himself and realize, you know what? I have turned into a bit of a bum. Now, what am I going to do with it? Do about it. And I got that feel off of Eddie. Yeah, you're right. I'm a bum but this bum is going to beat you no matter what it takes. I'm going to struggle as long as I have to. Eddie took me on a ride last night of the struggle. Like you said, his facials were great. I loved the facials when Danielson was kicking out deep into the match and you saw Eddie basically telling you with his face, what the hell do I have to do to keep this guy's shoulders down for three? The struggle, the spirit of the fight chop spot. Now, people know how I feel about this. I, much like you, despise it because it's bastardized, it's prostituted, it's used by wrestlers who are just marks for themselves and feel like they have to do this spot also. I had three people say to me on social media last night, right after the match was over, oh, bully, look, they did the chop spot. Oh, I'm so sick and tired of the chop spot. Oh, the chop spot has become so boring. The chop spot meant something last night. Those were the right two guys to do it. Not because they love Japanese psychology. It's because of the story they told in the match. It worked last night, and it a, a spot like that, an exchange like that, should be saved for when it absolutely means something because most of the time it means nothing. It's turned into a super kick because one super kick doesn't work anymore. 27 of them start to work. So bravo to both men. I thought that might have been Eddie's best match. Why are you uh, laughing? I, because I was going to say when you finished, I thought that was Eddie's best match he's ever had uh, on 
dynamite. Yep. Um, I watched. I've watched. Listen, I love Eddie Kingston. And, and, and Tommy, Tommy, real quick, for all the flack that Eddie takes about his body not being in shape, being heavy, looking like a trash bag wrestler, looking like a bum, doesn't matter. This business is about all shapes and sizes. And you don't have, and Dusty never needed abs. Dusty never needed abs. And yeah, I know sometimes people like to make fun of Eddie or his look or his work or this or that. You're only as great as your last match. And Eddie's last match was more than great. Eddie's last match was very, very strong. And Danielson has a lot to do with it, but it takes two to tango. Um, he's had, he had some great matches coming into the tournament. He was the ultimate underdog for, you know, where he was, his promos got him more over with the fans. Uh, I mean, he is, he is an amazing character. He's, he's become an amazing wrestler. Like I said, um, big fan always have been always will be a lot of people have always been in Eddie's corner. Um, even to Eddie's detriment, he'll say, I'm very, very hard-headed, but look where it got you. Um, he's on the cusp of greatness for something he truly needs. After such a hard-hitting battle, what did we see after? Great promo and a great interaction. I thought John Moxley was off the charts awesome. On the verbal ride, yes. he took him and invested me even more into a match that I'm going to be invested in. And he wasn't being like his normal John Moxley self. He was talking. He was having a conversation. You and I have had this conversation off the air. We've had the conversation on air to the point of we don't know where either of us is, are going, but we're going to shoot hard on each other. And then when Eddie grabbed that microphone and Moxley, like even like, nope. And then he yanked it from him. And when he just, nah, nah, nah. And when he said, I'm going to win from for, for the bums, oh, dude. I mean, that was a thing with Brooklyn, the Brooklyn bums, um, because they always lost to the Yankees. This could be his moment, uh, and he's had a lot of great moments. He would be a great representation for a person forever winning this title. When I broke down like who I need, who needed it, um, I said it would be Swerve, Andrade, or Jay White needed it. If you wanted to go, this guy has done everything, and it's one thing that he personally wanted, it was... John Moxley. Eddie Kingston wasn't even in my category because I didn't think he'd work his way back up there. Eddie deserves it and wants it. And it would mean the world to him. When we're also talking about great matches, I watched him versus Ishii in New Japan. And I was like, holy crap, I wish this is the Eddie Kingston we got to see each and every week because he did. It's his first big tour there, his first big match. And I watched it, and I was like, God, this is beautiful. It was a beautiful form of art. And then I watched last night, and I was like, this is a way better form of art. And those two guys crushed it. And like you said, yes, you, you could be a great wrestler, but then you needed a great opponent to pull it out of you, and Brian Danielson was that opponent. And also, in we're talking about Brian Danielson here. <laughs> what happens when he loses? He rolls out of the ring, and I never see him ever again. Nothing acknowledged, no glory shot. He wasn't involved in the next thing that was happening. He disappeared. There was no 
round of applause. There was no raise of the hand. Like a pro, he rolled out of the ring because it was no longer about him. And he let the winners and that storyline progress. That's why he's one of the greatest professionals out there, because he's a professional. One of the things that popped me last night was the very last thing that Kingston said in the verbal back and forth with him and Moxley. Do you remember what it was by any chance? I don't. He said, that's my outline. I think he said, like, he mentioned somebody's mentioned the person's name. Yes. Name in the truck. He goes, hey, Bob, that's my outline. You know why that popped me so huge? Why? Because I can just picture them before the show going, hey, Eddie, what's your outline? And Eddie going, I don't freaking know what my outline is. I'll let you know when I hit my outline. Meaning, Eddie has no idea what he's going to say out there. Much like me and you, where it's like, everything is fair game. Everything. Nothing is off limits. Last night, Eddie didn't know what he was going to say. He felt it. Him and Moxley played off of one. I'm sure they had a foundation of what they wanted to say, but then you just say whatever comes to the top of your off the top of your head and you speak from the heart. And I hope we do get that audio because we'll, we can come back and play it. If not, oh well. But yeah, uh, bravo, Eddie. Bravo, Danielson. Bravo, Moxley. Uh, it, it's probably the only thing I tweeted about last night when it came to Dynamite. I only tweet about the things that really, really grab me and move me. And I tweeted excellent stuff from Moxley and Kingston. The match was great. I thought Danielson, Um, the match was great. I just thought that the verbal exchange between the two friends afterwards really sold me on this match. I would buy the pay-per-view for that match. And if you think about, again, the original screenplay that won uh, an Academy Award of Rocky, it was like the bum that got the shot. Yeah. And he got that shot. And and Sylvester Stallone, if you watch his documentary, it's a cool one on Netflix, he, he was offered a lot of money to for that screenplay, but they didn't want him to for a movie that he wrote. They wanted Warren Beatty. They wanted all these other people and offered him money when he didn't have it. And he goes, no, this is for me. And that's another great part of Sylvester Stallone's struggle. Because back then, he wasn't what Hollywood wanted. And look at the franchise that that man built for himself. But back then, when he was a struggling actor, he was a bum. Tommy, there is a belief out there. This is a very old school belief that if you are truly over as a babyface, you never really need to win. But every once in a while, you really need to win. Does Eddie Kingston really need to win this match? I would personally love to see it. And I do feel the fans want it. And that's kind of when you, yes, you have to deliver uh, and give that for the fans. Moxley doesn't need it. Eddie does. And to to reiterate what Bully was saying, you know, Tommy Dreamer fought Raven for a long, long time. Raven was leaving the company, and I still said I want to lose. 
And I was like, I know he'll be back. And even Raven wanted me to lose. Shocking. Um, but Paul, I, I'm, again, another another awesome moment. He grabbed my two hands and he said, you have to win this one. Trust me when I tell you, you can't not win it. You have to win it. And, you know, this is me in 97. I'm, I'm Tommy Dreamer. I know everything that Fans I'm going to do. need hope. Yeah. And he goes, you have to win it. And you have to win it for us and not like, this is my boss, a guy who's helped create this character, but he was just like, for us, meaning the fans. And he was just like, you have to do it. And I was like, okay. Don't, didn't realize it now then, but I totally understand it now. Even when we had the flux of the, the title, when Mike awesome left for WCW, all that stuff. And he was just like, <clears throat> excuse me. It's going to go to Taz, but then you have to win. I was like, Paul, I don't want a title. I don't need a title. And he was like, you have to bring the belt home for us. It's crazy to hear it now because it's so crystal clear. It's and like not like, even a, a discussion. No, let just incredible screw over Taz, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, it has to be you. And I get it now. Yep. But back then we didn't. See, it's crazy. Back then, we didn't get it. Now, we do get it. This is why I thoroughly believe that this is not a young man and woman's business. You only truly start to understand pro wrestling much later on in your career. It finally makes sense. And I am and I don't want to go on a whole diatribe about this. Uh, so dude, we're gonna take... uh, uh, you're, you're right. But here, here, the light bulb goes on for people. The light bulb went on for me finally, like 1996. I started in 89. So the light bulb clicked in 96. I'm already in my feud with Raven. I'm in it, but it's also for the people that I work with, but it's the knowledge that I've gotten. And I had a great base, but then I'm, I'm literally getting information fed to me by Paul Heyman, by Mick Foley and by Terry Funk. And breaking down, you have no clue. It, it, people realize how big Mick Foley is as a man, like height-wise and, you know, width-wise. But he's an intimidating man. And when he would come sometimes in the back, because he'd be so, and kick over a chair. And he'd be like, sometimes how we'd get in promos, and he's like seething, either mad or happy, or down on himself because of something that was, I thought, so little. But he was like, no, 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 we had him here. And then we could have taken him. And I'm like, this guy's crazy. But no, I understood that now that this man got it. And that's called passion that's flying out of this crazed Cactus Jack. And then here comes Terry Funk. You're right. You're right. But, and that but means everything. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Don't give it to you. How about that? 
That's a premium Bangin' Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.